You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everyone, I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jacoby here with my good friend and co-host, Jerry. And every episode, we'll be bringing you honest conversations about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing the things you love the most. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, scenarios when things don't go the way you plan them. So, you know, Jerry and his family were just recently on a trip down in Florida. I got to see them down there and uh, they had like some interesting times down there, you know? And so uh, a lot of times you uh, have plans for what you want to do and then you get thrown a curveball, and then you get thrown a knuckleball and then you get thrown a fastball. So <laughs> we'll, uh, when things don't go your way. Yeah, it was, um, we had a great trip. I mean, it was, uh, uh, it had been a while since we, uh, basically a year since we really, got away. And when we are in Michigan, when you can get away to the warm, it's always a good thing. Cause it was in the twenties or so before we went. And as we went down, you got to see like uh mid seventies all the way up to 90, a couple of days. So it was a uh, great. And Holly, uh, that is my girl that can, she can camp out by a pool. And I saw more, uh, more poolside than, um, then I really care to see, but that was what she wants to do. And so I'm, I'm on board to make her trip exactly what she wants it to be. And so I saw a lot of poolside. Nice. So what, uh, what actually happened? You know, we were down there, you had a good time and then what, what's the, yeah. what's the, what's had a the great day. We're down there here. for, for eight days and we had a flight on, on the Saturday uh, well, that had been the second, I think. And so that flight, we had caught wind that some earlier flights were being canceled. And, but we, our flight was all on schedule, all on time. And we checked out of the hotel in the morning, got the rental car all turned in. We were at lunch uh, at the hotel, uh, figured out, you know, we were going to have lunch and just kind of hang out and then head for the airport. And I uh, got my notification that our flight was delayed from five o'clock to seven o'clock. Well, okay, not a big deal. And as we're eating lunch, uh, everything goes good. We're kind of just reworking what our plan is going to be. And as we're sitting chatting in the lobby, I get a notification that we're can that we're delayed from seven to seven thirty. And literally, like three minutes after that came, we got the notification that the flight was canceled and canceled, but not rebooked. And so they said you got to jump online and rebook your flight. And so we started in on that process and, but the way our flights were set up is we, we had, I bought one flight on uh, um, Amex points and then I bought, and then we paid for two flights. So I ended up with two confirmation numbers. I don't know if you've ever flown as a family with two confirmation numbers with Delta. When you try to make a change that puts a wrinkle in it. And so everything was still good. We we're just hanging out. I got on their messenger app, like you can get in line and it said, so I actually first called, sorry, but it said like the wait was like 11 hours the whole time. 
And so I just got on their messenger app where you can make changes to your flight. And it said it was like 90 minutes. And so we we're just chatting, hanging out. And I had, I was all waiting for them to hit the messenger. And after 90 minutes, I got another message that it was going to be another 90 minutes. And so it was two or three hours uh, as we we're just kind of, kind of in limbo for the day and figuring out, okay, I'm going to need, I know I'm going to need a hotel tonight. And uh, where we had just checked out, didn't have any, any rooms available. So we had to make a change there. So everything was good. Finally got onto the messenger app and got it all set that the very, the, so this is Saturday. They said the first flight that they could get us on would be Tuesday morning at eight 30. All right. If that's the first available, we'll take it. So we got on it and everything was good. Went and checked in, uh, got a room kind of a little closer to the airport at the Fairfield Inn. But that was like, that night was a little frustrating for everybody. And we went from a, like a 1200 foot condo to a little tiny hotel room with two beds, one TV. My wife was stuck watching the Nash or the uh, college basketball uh, games that night. That was, that was Saturday night. Sunday morning, I got up early, went down, grabbed coffee. I needed to spend a little quiet time. And here's kind of where it turned, you know, because like this is the situation where you're a little frustrated. You know, you're kind of in a different situation, right? And it's not, you, you, I think it has more to do with like you're kind of in this realm of unknown a little bit. But I decided that we were going to regroup and I was going to make the most of it, take that opportunity to make the best. So instead of staying at the Fairfield, I jumped online and I uh, was able to find a Sheraton, you know, Vistian Villas that we knew some people were at just down the road for, and so I booked us there because I figured if we had to be there, uh, you know, an extra two nights, then uh, let's at least go someplace that we're going to enjoy a little more. And so made the change, called up to the room, said, Hey, we're checking out. We're going to this different hotel. And that kind of, that was the moment that morning where I spent some quiet time, uh, some time alone, did some praying where like the mentality shifted. And it was weird because when things don't go as planned, what I found, what I saw really in this scenario, the people around you, like that you're letting know at home, they really elevate the negative side of it. Like they were, oh, that's so frustrating. I can't believe it. Like, you know, at the end of the day, what was the problem? I had to spend extra days in Florida, right? Instead of going back to Michigan. So like, I'm a certain, like, if you're going to stay someplace, that's the place to be, right? But the people around you want to make it, they want to bring in the drama and the tension. And so it just took me, a, I had to take a step back, spend some time alone and realize that I needed to make the scenario best for my family and for myself. And so we just kind of regrouped. And that was a took about a half hour and I completely shifted our whole family's mindset over the next uh, couple of days, <laughs> which turned out to be really good because two days ended up being five days uh, because uh, when we got all checked in to uh, the Sheridan, we we're hanging out at the pool all day. I got in, I said, you know, I don't, I'm just going to check our flights. And I looked at our flight and it said, check in available in eight days. Like what? The rap made a mistake, and instead of booking us for the Tuesday morning at eight thirty flight, they booked us for the next Tuesday morning, so the twelfth, April twelfth, and so that I, that night I ended up on hold with Delta for seven hours to get that straightened out. Yeah, that's when you like go through the phone and you kill somebody, right? So <laughs> I had it. I didn't know you. Yeah. I didn't know you were on the phone for seven hours. That's like I don't think I got that piece, but that's that's yeah. pretty crazy. 
Yeah. And it wasn't terrible because we were, uh, I just put one AirPod in and uh, we we're watching, we we're just hanging out. We we're watching some TV, watching some uh, basketball that night. And then uh, we kind of got on a run of that show ridiculousness on MTV. Oh yeah. So I watched a lot of ridiculousness on hold. Um, yeah, my when I don't use AirPods anymore, but when I used AirPods, my AirPods didn't last seven hours. So <laughs> I did have to switch them. Like I put them in the yeah. yeah I yeah. just send them the bill for the radiation that you get for yeah. those, yeah. those yeah. Uh, AirPods in your ear. But yeah, man, that's that's wild and crazy. I mean, the other the other thing you didn't you didn't you know you didn't talk about there is that part of your trip you also got to see me. So that that was probably oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's coming. Up, made the trip all worth all worthwhile you know yeah. or you're just holding back on that i guess yeah that was the big that's the big uh cliffhanger there and so that is true uh because we ended up in florida for extra days jacoby was heading to uh orlando to uh for a jiu-jitsu tournament uh the pan games right isn't that the yeah the pan american games yeah and um so he was able to swing by for a couple hours over at the resort and hang out. And as long as I've known Jacoby, he's actually never met Holly and Cooper. And so we had that opportunity to do that. And that was, that was awesome. Yeah. So we had a real good time there. It was, uh, yeah, really, really good getting to meet them for the first time and, uh, and all that and getting to hang out. So, but yeah, man. So what is, um, you know, you said, you know, it was like, man, I'm sure you're probably tired of Florida by now, or you want to, are you ready to go back to Florida now? What's the, <laughs> you know, you know, the big part for us coming back, like at the end of the day, the worst thing about it was Cooper missed his first high school baseball game. Like that was the most disappointing part of it. Uh, but even that, like the way we approached it, all three of us was just like, all right, we're, you know, we're down with whatever, whatever we have to do. And, um, so missing Florida, I don't know, like the weather's a lot nicer there. You know, we came back and he had, he had a double header on Saturday and it was, uh, 40 degrees and windy out. Um, and we sat for, you know, five hours watching two baseball games. So that was, that was cold. Uh, I would have rather been watching that in the warmth. Um, for sure. And there's something about like the, you know, when you're in Michigan and you're coming off of winter, there's something really uh, that brings you a lot of energy kind of being in the sun and the warmth and like, it really does a number on you mentally to, to, to put yourself in that. It really, it really changes the mood and the spirit. Yes. It's really good. And it's like, uh, you know, I mean, you can always turn a negative into a positive or positive into a negative. I think that's kind of like the key thing too. It's like, man, you were going to be down. Y'all were there for spring break, right? We're there for spring break. Yeah, there for spring break. You only get a week. I'm sure you're probably looking mm-hmm. forward to being down in Florida. And then it's like, oh man, now I got two weeks down here in Florida. And so, you know, depending on how you look at it, it's like, man, I actually got two weeks, you know, two weeks down here in Florida. Nice, nice sunny place where I want to be at. And uh, and you're with your family. You know what I mean? So like what uh you got a choice as to like you want to look at the positives on this or do you want to look at the the negatives? I think the other I made a mistake. Thing- so as soon as we found out that the flight was canceled, I made a comment. I vocalized the comment and a thought that really wasn't true in my head, but I've been conditioned over the years to talk about it. And this is something David Benz, who he was who we interviewed on our last episode um, and I have been working on. And it's this idea of how I how I look at and view money. 
And so I made the comment immediately. As soon as I found out the flight was canceled, I said, well, there's a thousand dollars I didn't want to spend. And I left it at that. Like, cause the thousand dollars didn't really care. Like there's been points in my life where like that would have been completely stressful. I wouldn't have the thousand dollars to spend, but the money didn't stress me out at all. But I made that comment. There's a thousand dollars. I didn't want to spend, you know who that stressed out? My wife. wife. (laughs) Yeah. So that Holly totally took that because I totally put a chink in the security armor for her. Uh, She did not feel secure in that comment, even though the money did not matter to me. That really changed. Like, so like that day she was stressed out about it, about what was going to happen because I made that comment, even though it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. So that was pretty interesting that my mindset immediately said something that it didn't even, that didn't even bother me, but I felt that's what I was supposed to say. Yeah, it's always interesting what our knee-jerk reactions are, which, yeah, the last that last episode we had with David is, like, is mind-blowing. He's always, like, challenging everything and, like, putting the pressure on everybody like he always does. But, um, yeah, we were doing that exercise, like, a few weeks ago, I think, is, is when it was. And he was just saying he was challenging us on a lot of things. And he's just basically saying, like, what's your what's your initial thought or what what are your initial thoughts on things that, you know, that you need to work on? And everybody has different things to work on. and so you know, that's, that's always the interesting thing. Like, what is my, what is my initial reaction to something? And then, you know, I feel like I have a, I have a mechanism where I'm like, oh, that doesn't bother me. Like, I'm like, oh, I said that, but it doesn't bother me. But when I like actually break it down, I said it for a reason, you know? And so it's, there's still something there, you know? And so those are, those are really good things to, to kind of be, to kind of be thinking through and to be working through, which is, which is the reason why we're working with, with David. Right. And so, just noticing those small things and how they make big, a big difference. You know, when, when we did that exercise, he said, kind of pick an item or pick a thing. And what's your initial reaction to that? Like, what was, what was your scenario? You know what? I don't even, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was, I I don't, we've been doing so much stuff. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've got everything. I've got everything like all kind of mushed in together, but my, so I'm not really thinking on, on that part of, you know, the thing I'm thinking on is art is the vivid vision thing that he always comes back to. And so, you know, just recently we did, uh, which even falls into what, what you're doing right now, which is what I wanted to bring up, you know, this week, actually, we were talking about it is the cause, you know, the cause and effect principle mm-hmm. and, uh, which is basically what you're talking about, right? You said, yeah. you know, what caused, what caused it and what was the effect. And so, um, you know, what I've been thinking on is, is this vivid vision. What do you really want? Like, what do you really want? And then why are you not getting that? And then what are the causes? What are the actual causes of you not, you know, not getting, getting what you want? And when I say that it's like getting down to, cause all of our lives are, are pretty, pretty great in, in that sense is what I would say. You know, there's, there's, if we're talking about just necessities, like we have, I've got everything I want. And so looking at each day and really it comes down to intentionality you know what i mean and so those are but he said some things he said some things when we were talking about that what do you want and it's the first time i ever met david he that was his first question right what do you want and you know i think part of the problem is i don't have a lot of clarity on 
what I want. And his argument with me is, you know what you want. You just don't know how to articulate it or you don't think about it enough. And the, the part that kind of rocked uh, my way of looking at it was it, it's big over the last couple of years. Oh, you got to know your why. You have to know your why, right? I mean, everybody talks about that, you know, Simon Sinek's book and uh, everybody's, you know, everybody in our circles has read that. It's They love the book. And he basically says, uh, your why is just BS. Like it doesn't, the why doesn't matter. He's what do you want? And what you want is way more powerful than you defining a why. Now, obviously when it all breaks down, they're all integrated, but you know, he says, and to me that resonated with me because the why is hard because I think when you start defining your why you have the you have the ability to lie to yourself a lot more when you're defining what your why is. I, it's easier for me to lie to myself in a, in, in a good way. And I just did the air quotes for you guys listening than it is. If I'm defining like what I want, what I want is really clear. Uh, why I'm doing it is not always as clear. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and even going back to what we're saying here, like when things don't go the way you want them to go, you know, when you, when you start thinking about your why that's when I get, that's actually what, to me, when I look back on it, that's actually what stops me because I'm like, well, why am, cause then you ask that question, like, well, why am I actually doing this? <laughs> but if it's something that you want, you don't even have to ask why, you know, it's like, there isn't a why it's like, it's because I want it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that I, I do like that a lot. I've been thinking about that ever since we talked about that, even on our last, the last, uh, the interview we did with him, and the thing I like is most of the times we use material possessions with things. And so he, you know, he was talking a lot about if you want this watch or whatever, you want the car or whatever, like get the car. And then he's like, you don't know, you don't want it until sometimes until after you've had it, you know? And it's like, man, you spend all this time, like trying to figure out why you want something, what you want, and then you finally get it. And then it's like, man, I don't, I didn't even want it, you know? So it's like, you might as well just go ahead and go for what you want, get it, and then get it out of the way. You know, it's, and to me, it's like, we say the journey, you know, the journey is what's important as well too. And like, as you go into that, you're going to become who you're going to become anyways, which is the point he made is like, once you have it, you realize that you don't want it. And the reason why you don't want it is because you never wanted that in the first place, because you already are who you are, you know, that material thing or whatever is just a thing that's out there. That's going to help you get to where you need to go quicker. Yeah. The material part is just, it's a, it's an easy measurable thing to, to start talking about what you want. And to, you know, it's, um, you know, like the, for me, I, I mean, and here's where like, this is really the first time I've ever talked about this is I've always had this idea. I've always had this desire to want a Rolex. Right. But I've never like that, you know, and the exercise was, Hey, when you say the thing you want, this is the exercise that David was having us do. When you say the thing you have, you want, what is your, what do you initially start to tell yourself? as soon as you say it. And for me, it's, that's dumb. It's just a watch. It's too much money. It's, you don't need to spend that much money on a watch. You, you know, you can get a hundred dollar watch. Like, so all these things just come up, but the idea of wanting the Rolex isn't about the Rolex. It's about the ability that I've created something much bigger. That's going to give me the opportunity to get the Rolex. 
if it was the desire was just to get the Rolex, I could go finance a Rolex. Right. But I don't want to do that. Like that's not how I want to get it. And, and so right now I'm wrestling through like, where does that language, like when that, that pops up, I want the Rolex and like, Oh, that's dumb. You don't need a Rolex. It's too much money. You can spend the money on other things. Like, so where does that language come up in all the other parts of my life? Yeah. And that's like the true key right there. Right. Because it's not, it's not a, it's not just in one situation. It's a, it's a way of thinking like it's, it's, it's a matter of who you are, you know? And so that's what the one thing I'm going through is like, I've got these things that I, that I want. (laughs) And now I'm sitting in now it's like, what do you want now? I'm like sitting back and I'm wondering like, Oh dude, is this what I really want? Because you start getting serious about what you want and then, you know, he slowly breaks it down. So the next thing we're, we, you know, we're going through is this cause and effect. And basically what we're doing is we're breaking down our day every day. Like, well, you break down your week first. So on Sunday nights, you know, you're supposed to go in and uh, plan everything out for your week. The top five things that are going to cause the most that are going to make the biggest splash basically to get you the most effect for your week. And then you do that for the day. So then if, you know, you start on Sunday, you do plan out your week and then Monday comes along and you say, all right, today for Monday, what are the five biggest things that are going to make the biggest splash for what I need to get accomplished for what I want today? And when you start doing that, what I, the tension that I've got is I've got all these things that I like to do that don't, that do not contribute to what I want. Yeah, they're not moving the needle. And so now I'm like, man, I got all these things that I enjoy and I don't want to, I don't want to give them up, you know? And so that's, that's what the, you know, that's where my next, I guess you could say the next hurdle is for me. So like, what are some of the, what's something that you like when you're working through this, like what's something that you want? Man, I don't even really want to discuss this. Uh, I'm going to discuss, I'm going to discuss it anyway, because it's like, it's, it's the, the biggest, the biggest thing for, for me, like I, I want to, um, so I want to go into, you know, I want to, I want to buy an apartment complex. Like that's what I, that's what I want to do. And there's multiple reasons why I want to do that. But I just think actually there's two things. There's two things that I probably really want to do. And there's like, one is to buy an apartment complex. And then the other is I want to be like, I want to be a jujitsu black belt. I just think that's cool. Like to be like, okay, like I have a black belt in jujitsu. And then I've also got, you know, my real estate team that I'm, that I'm, uh, that I'm building right now. Right. And so, you know, you're going through that and I love, I love the team and I love building, building things. And so you've got these three things now, which, you know, two of them you've got to do, cause I've got to, you've got to earn, you know, earn a living. And so, now I've got like this crux. And so as I'm looking at things, I'm like, man, probably the lowest thing on the list right now is jujitsu. Like that's probably the lowest, the lowest thing on the totem pole for me. So what's interesting like, about that is, you know, one, you love putting in the work, right? You love hitting, you love going to the gym and doing the work and you love the community. I know that like you love your, your team. And so like, that's almost like the, of the three, not that it's easy because it's not easy, but it's like the most measurable. Like you, the, the plan is really clear on how to get there. Is that, is that a true statement? Yeah, I would say yeah, that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. So I'm going to stop you here because on all three of those things, 
you have a there's a pattern where you waver back and forth on whether you want to do it. And because even before, so for you to say that you want to be a black belt, even before the pan games, you were like, you know, I'm looking at my team and what I want to do. And I just like jujitsu's in the way of that. And you didn't word it like that, but now coming out of there, when you're starting to do these exercises of what you want, the black belt is there. And I've also seen you go back and forth on the apartment thing. You know, like when you had your single family homes and you sold them, you were all in on the apartment, right? Like I'm doing apartments and, you know, I got a coach, I'm doing apartments. That's a multifamily. And then just a few months ago, you backed off of that. (laughs) I don't think I need that now. Like it's back on the table. So the fact that it keeps coming up shows that that's it. it, It's clear that you want that. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it yet. You know? So I think we're, we're, we're working through it. Like all those things are, and like I said, even, even at that point, like the other thing too, I think that is good. I think you need to be satisfied too, with where, with where you're at too. Like the, our, the team's growing, the team is good. I think we're performing at a high level, obviously jujitsu's, you know, good at a high level too. And then acquiring like a, you know, properties, you know, multifamily properties, we're I'm moving up, moving along on that as well. And so, you know, you always want to be, I think the other thing too, is being satisfied with where you're at as well, which is the other thing that I'm, that I'm, that I'm looking at too. So, you know, everything's think, moving along. Yeah. I think that it's so interesting, you know, cause like truth is truth, right. Whether, no matter where it comes from. So if you line up Lars, who we've coached a lot with, we're, you know, we're close with, we, we trust, we have a ton of respect for him. And you line up David, who we're currently doing some work with, like they're all the, the patterns there. Right. I mean, uh, Lars calls it your three items of intention for the day. David calls it his power list for the day. Lars says, you know, uh, plan your week Sunday night, you know, David says, Sunday night. So there's so many crossovers on, on how that works and just sometimes different language helps. But one of the things that they both do when you talk about being satisfied is they're both, they both start their meetings with wins, right? Mm. Don't forget to focus about the wins. David on his Facebook group is always pushing the, you know, ring the bell on, on the Facebook group, talk about your wins uh, because we don't focus on that. And so that goes, that speaks volumes to the, where you're talking about being satisfied with where you're currently at and just recognizing where you're at deserves some credit. Yeah. Cause if you're not satisfied there, then getting the next thing, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't, won't satisfy you, you know? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's really, you know, I think it's good. So the other thing that I took from when we were talking about this the other day, when you're talking about like the multifamily, uh, the jujitsu and building your team is it took me a while to get there. And I'm, you know, I'm sure I wrestle with this still is I'm the authority. I set the direction. So for your team, for jujitsu, for the apartments, like you're the authority. If those are the three things you want, you set the direction. Yeah. hundred percent taking responsibility for the whole thing right yep yeah totally well we were talking about uh you know when things don't go as planned you know the flight the flight things from the week from that uh weekend were, were kind of crazy because i had a little little bit of uh 
little bit of uh, action that went on with the flights as well, you know? So things, things started out to where they could have possibly not gone as planned switching gears here is, uh, you know, I, when I flew out for my competition, you know, this is what happens when you don't fly with your, <laughs> with your family or with your, <laughs> with your significant other. Cause they're usually the one who's like, I'm not going to say bugging you, but always keeping you on time for things. Yep. So I'm not really into the details on that stuff. So I book my flight and I just know it says five o'clock. And so it was at five o'clock, five thirty, five o'clock. And so I'm like, oh, well, I need to be at the airport at five o'clock. So I get to the, uh, we get to the airport. I'm with my sensei. We, we rode together to the airport because he had the early flight too. And uh, we get there and then I'm looking at my notifications and it's like, your flight leaves at five o'clock. So I'm like running, <laughs> like running to the, Oh, you gate. got that close or you were actually thought you might. Oh yeah. It was okay, like 450. Yeah. It was like 455. Cause we don't, we never have anyone in our airport. It's like super small, you know? Yep. And so, uh, I like look at it and I'm like talking to him. I'm like, Hey man, I gotta go. <laughs> so I just take off running and, uh, you know, pre-check, the pre-check here in Midland is basically non-existent. So there's a line for non-pre-check and then there's a no line for pre-check and they're doing like one for ones. So like pre-check goes, the normal line goes, pre-check goes, the normal line goes. And I'm like, why do I even have pre-check? So then I run to the gate and, uh, the plane, the plane's wah, gone. Wah. <laughs> Did you see it pulling off or was it already gone? No, it was already gone. Yeah. Like, I didn't get like the punch to the gut or the, you know, the yeah. kick, the kick to the gut where it's yeah. like, they're you're like running, like yelling to not close the, the gate or whatever. Yeah. But the good thing is, is like, you know, it's like, what can you do? I had an early flight. That's the, the one thing like cause and effect too. Like I always get like early flights because if you get canceled, you've got time to like actually make it to where you're going. You know, so if you do that at night, it's like, that's the last flight. You go back home, get one in the morning. And so instead of uh, flying straight to Orlando from Midland to Houston to Orlando, I flew to Denver. No <laughs> right charge, <on> way. <laughs> no charge or anything. And then uh, the worst part is, is I looked at the flight path. And so I flew to Denver, got on the plane in Denver, and then the flight path goes from Denver to Dallas to Houston yeah, to Orlando. And the worst part for me, but the worst the worst part for me is like I I will I used to live in Colorado, right? So I was at the academy. So I've flown into Colorado Springs and flown into Denver a lot. I will pay extra to not fly into Denver because I had a bad experience on a flight one time because it's like so bumpy from the, from the mountains. And so when they were like, Oh yeah, you got to fly to Denver. I was just like, Oh man. I was like, I literally started sweating right there at that point. It's pretty wild. So, but anyway, my point there is, it's like, there's nothing you can do. Right. So I was sitting there. I was like, man, I should have like obviously in the future I'll check my I'll check my flight for when I board and when I actually when it actually takes off but when that happened it's like you can get mad you can get you know you have all these emotions that kind of that kind of run through and and you can take that from that one instance and you can use that with everything in your life right so you're going to go through the process of of what happens so in that instance I was like I was not scared, but I just was like, oh man, I got to like hurry up to get to the gate. And then as I'm sitting in the security line, I'm getting mad at 
TSA security because I'm like, dude, you guys are not running your pre-check correctly. And yeah. I'm getting mad at someone else because of a decision that I made. Right. And so I think that's what the cause and effect and taking responsibility for things for things is. It's like yeah. now don't let the yeah. rest of your day or because this is what happens, right? Like I make a bad decision and now TSA is not running the way it should, which I don't know if it ever does, but I'm going to yeah. keep that to myself yeah. because they're not, they're not doing things quickly enough. I'm like, man, if you guys were just running efficiently, I would be, I could get to my gate and possibly make my, make my flight. Well then like what happens? I could possibly get into an altercation with one of the, one of the TSA folks. And this is all because I did not check my flight before I left home, you know? And so it's just, it's just, I think it's good to look back and see like how things have an effect on, on what goes on all because of a decision that I made. If I would have, if I would have checked my flight the night before, but I would have woken up, you know, 30 minutes earlier, none of that would have happened. Like the whole day, the whole trip actually is totally different. Right. And it's something that I can control. We are 100% responsible for the good and the bad. If you have that mindset, then those things are going to, you know, they're just going to affect you differently. The other thing that I was, I tried to have some clarity on and trying to bring this home is how I respond directly affects those around me. Right. And so if on Sunday, when I've got a hold for seven hours, you know, I've, a couple of people made comments about, Oh, I would have jumped through the phone or I can't, but you were probably so mad. Like I literally wasn't because I wanted to make sure that the energy that I had in those moments didn't in a negative way affect Cooper and Holly. And so if I just stayed, it is what it is. And, and you probably, I probably got a little better help because I, uh, you know, I had that mentality when I did get a rep on the phone because those reps are getting pounded right now. You know, and they think, I think they had like 3,500 canceled flights in two days. And so I'm not the only one. Um, and so keeping that, keeping that even keeled, you know, positive energy, you know, I don't know if it helped me, but it, it made me feel better. That's for sure. On the end. And, and to be honest, like if we look back on the vacation, probably our best conversations and some of the better quality time was on those extended days. Those are the, some of the memories that I'm holding on to more than, than our, our trip was. Yeah, that's yeah, that's always the point I go back to is and I, I I have this mantra now that where I'm like always I always want to leave people better off than when they first met me. And so mm -hmm. even if it, that's in a situation with I want to I want people to remember me and people don't remember how you uh what you said or did, they remember how you made them feel. And so, you know, if you're all pissed off at someone on uh, I mean, you probably never talk to these these people again, but it, the the concept is throughout your whole life, right? Is that, you know, somebody's going to remember how you made them feel. And if in that instance, like you said, 3,500 flights or whatever it is, I mean, I even had one of my buddies who was down competing, his flight got canceled as well. So I know there were tons and tons of flights that got canceled, but if you can just be the one bright spot in somebody's day or whatever else, you know, they're, they're going to remember you for that. And I just think you're just better off. You're better off for that. And you have a choice, you have a choice to, to, this is the thing that always that always uh, just baffled me that I never thought of. I, just, I learned it from Tony Robbins at a Tony Robbins event is that you have a choice whether to be positive or negative. 
and I, and you have control over that. And that's like, I never thought that before. I just, you know, I always thought things happened to me. And so that's why I always try to default to the positive. When something happens, it's like, what positive can I take out of this? And that's what we're going to run with on this thing. That's totally opposite of kind of how like society says we're supposed to like, it's this, you know, entitlement, you have the right to be mad and, you know, I, and even in the situation where like we lose a, you know, where like the flights don't go through and we have to, you know, we're, we're staying in Florida, which is all positive. Like the, you know, different family members and friends, like they're like, I'd be so mad and you should be, you got to be telling Delta and blah, blah, blah. Here's what I would say, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, here's what you need to do. Like, I'm going to go to the pool. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And, uh, and, it's and, crazy, isn't it? It's, and it, I think it's all ego. I guess what I would think is it's all ego, right? It's like, man, if somebody does did that, because it is, it's just to me, it's crazy to just think about, you know, it's, it's like, man, somebody made a mistake. Somebody made a mistake somewhere, you know, somebody made a mistake somewhere. Something happened. Somebody made a mistake. I, I make, I've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes, you know? And, um, as long as nobody's, you know, it's different if somebody gets like hurt or injured or something like that, you know what I mean? But this, in this instance, it's, it's, it's pretty like a balanced situation, you know? And so why at the question is like, why do we, why do we default to the negative? You know, I just, I've always, I always ask myself that question now is I'm just like, man, why does it make me feel good to feel like I've been wronged? Like, what is, what is it? You know, it's it, even though in the end, it's like, man, I feel better. I feel better when I just enjoy the situation, you know, like I just feel so much, so much better. The question I always ask is like, what is the worst? What is the worst that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen from this situation? And really, when you break it down and you start thinking about it, you know, I'm not going to. I got a lot of thoughts going on in my head that I could, I could say, but the, the, the bottom line is, is like, I'm with my family and that's like the main thing that the main thing that matters, you know? Yeah. Even like things like we, um, so the Friday we were leaving Saturday, we were originally supposed to leave Saturday. Well, um, knowing that Orlando airport was going to be crazy on, on Saturday, just cause it's spring break. I sent our checked bag home with some friends that were down there that were driving back. <laughs> So we literally had one outfit and had our swim stuff. Didn't even have like contact solution, uh, like anything that would have that you couldn't carry on, like the like the property, like sunblock. We had a script issue, uh, like a prescription that we had to get transferred down there, and yeah. but none of that like really bothered me. And what I what I found was like things like worked out, like we the the hotel that I just happened to book the Fairfield Inn was literally right next door to a CVS pharmacy. And I knew I had to get the script. So I walked over there, talked to the pharmacist. He said, I'm super busy, not gonna be able to do it tomorrow until tomorrow, but we'll get it done. Went back there in the morning. He's like, oh, I've got it transferred down. I haven't counted it. And then he just went right through it. Like that could have been an issue, right? That could have been a real where we got to get on the phone with the doctor and go to the emergency line and get a pharmacist that, well, you know, like, and so he, 
you know, went out of his way to fill it. And so I actually, and at what he was done, I handed him an extra, I handed him 20 bucks. I said here, and I know you're super busy. You did this, you know, get lunch on me today. You know, really appreciate your help. So the script worked out. The, uh, the other resort that we knew people at ended up having an, a room available. And then we had to get an extra day and they originally said, Oh, there's no two bedrooms. Well, when I went to book online, there was a two bedroom. So then we didn't have to move rooms. When we went places to park, like front parking spots, like there was one we went to that to the outlet mall and not sure where to park or what to do. And then as I come around the first corner, oh, there's valet. Oh, you know, like everything just worked. And and what if all that stuff happened? If I was in a different mindset or does that happen and we just don't pay attention or because I was in a different mindset, like everything just seemed to go and the stuff that didn't go didn't bother me. Like I, I focused on the stuff that went well and I didn't focus on the stuff, you know, I didn't focus on not having contact solution and not having a change of clothes and not having, you know, you know, what we needed. And so it just, it was just relaxing. I mean, those last four days of quote unquote being stuck in Florida was probably the best part of my vacation, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's good. So basically what I pull from that is, is basically there were positives and negative things that happened. There are positive and negative things that happen every single day. And like, you know, if you're looking for the positives, you should, you'll probably be able to rattle off tons and tons and mm-hmm. tons and tons of positives. And if you look at the negatives, you'll be able to rattle off tons and tons and tons of negatives. So the question is, do I want to focus on the positive or do I want to focus on the negative? And it's just a slight shift. You know, I think it's a slight shift in, in thinking and, and what you focus on and you get big, big results. It always makes me think of when you buy a car and you're like, oh man, that car is everywhere now. When the car was already everywhere beforehand, it's just the fact that you're actually focused on it now that you can see it, you know, whatever you look at, that's what you get more of. And that's what you notice. And that's what affects, affects who you are, you know? And so it's really good. Well, I think, I mean, what else do you have to add here? I mean, I got, it's pretty, it's pretty jam packed, you know? Yeah, I think we're good. I mean, I just wanted to, just all that was fresh. And so I know you and I have been talking about it. So I kind of wanted to lay it out and hopefully that encourages somebody to. I think it will, man, because we're always being inundated with, uh, with the negative, right? So turn off the news. I've turned off the news, man. I haven't watched the news in I don't know how long. It's pretty crazy. I don't know. I, I get some news because I scroll through Facebook and Instagram. That's where I get my news at now. Yeah. Now they're trying. Now they're trying to like put it into my social media feeds when I'm trying to be yeah. social with people, trying to throw their political mm-hmm. crap in there with all the stuff. But um, because people, you only the only thing that catches your attention is negative stuff. You know, if it's not negative, you know, I'm probably scrolling through because it's like, man, did you see what happened? But I'm trying to. I'm not trying. I am conditioning myself to stop scrolling on positive stuff. So then it's like, man, I just want to cut out all the negative, Mm -hmm. like cut out all the negative, start noticing positive stuff, stop scrolling on positive stuff, just to, just to get my brain in the, in the uh, habit of, of noticing positive things. Get your social media algorithm so you can get your brain algorithm in check. Yeah, exactly. For sure. I haven't been on Facebook since before vacation. I mean, very, very limited. And but everybody I'm trying to, I was trying to figure out, like I figured out a little hack. So I just had Holly start tagging me in all her posts, like the vacation stuff. 
Cause then it just hits my feed and then everybody gets to see my stuff and then I don't have to post it or see it. Yeah. We could talk about that later. It's pretty inconvenient because I'm sending you stuff and you're not re- you're not responding to it. Oh yeah. yeah. Other stuff yeah. on there, you know. So yeah. We'll like we'll have to I, we're gonna have to figure oh, something I, out there. I was really impressed that you weren't on your phone though, you know. It's like I, you know, he was I was like, Man, did you see this? You're like, No, I haven't even looked at my phone. And I'm like, Man, what are you in my head? I was like, What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess you're just on vacation. So yeah. I didn't even take a laptop. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. I remember you saying that. I was like, man, you're you're stronger than me. I could not do that for sure. It hurt a little bit. <laughs> uh all right. Well, let's uh let's recap this thing here real quick. So on today's episode, we're talking about when things don't go as planned. And so Jerry recapped, <clears throat> you know, Jerry and I were both actually in Florida, did a little recap of his uh flying experience where his uh plane flight got canceled got rebooked a whole week out and then uh just talking through the mindset stuff of you know how how we respond to things and what we do affects number one the people around us and affects ourselves, right so we have to look at um how we are responding and what we're going to look at. Are we going to look at the positives? Or are we going to look at the negatives? There's always positives and there's always negatives, but the question is, what are you going to focus on? And so that was kind of it for this, this week. We appreciate you all listening in. We'd love to uh, connect with you over on our Facebook page, success without sacrifice. Go ahead on over there. That's where the community's at. We love to answer any of your questions and just hear what, uh, what you're what you're getting out of the podcast here or you can catch us directly on any of our social media platforms you can pretty much find us anywhere and you can chat with us anywhere if that's on the phone if that's on well maybe not for jerry now since he's getting off social media you might have to tell holly to tag him in a post and then he'll get (laughs) back with you but anywhere you find anywhere uh you communicate you can find us and uh As always, we appreciate uh, you all listening. And if you leave us a five-star rating and review, it helps the algorithm, really helps us out. And so uh, we appreciate you listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes. 